to the Eye on the U podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I am joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller-Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, what's up? Um, just, uh, chilling. Not really. Writing. <laughs> Are you ready to finally watch a football game this weekend? Oh, yeah. Very psyched for that. I guess we've been watching football. It's not like we're going to be there in person because they're at Duke. But Miami will finally be back in action after. It's kind of, did it feel like the off season the last few weeks? Um, yeah. Felt it like the felt, bowl wait, right? That's kind of what they kept comparing it to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's been, the thing is, it, in that they're not playing, it had been, kind of calm that way, but not really, because there, it seemed like there was a story every minute, right? Yeah. I mean, there was just, the stories kept coming because of, uh, because of the pandemic. Yeah. So anyway, um, Miami, finally we'll get back on the field Saturday, uh, at Duke instead of at Wake Forest, obviously it'll be 20 days since the last time they played. Um, and won against Virginia Tech, uh, a game that ultimately we didn't talk very much about because right after that we found out uh, Miami had a lot of COVID cases and was going to be shut down for two weeks. Um, we're finally able to return to the practice field on Monday, um, and it is creating this Duke game where you know Duke is two and seven, Miami is seven and one. In any normal world, even with Miami being Miami, where you know you never feel super confident going into a game. Um, because of like what's happened in the last, I don't know, ten years basically. Um, I agree. You, you know, a seven and one team playing a two and seven team would basically be like, you know, it's kind of a nothing game. But instead, it becomes one of the most fascinating games Miami probably has played all year. Um, basically, just because we have no idea what it's going to look like. As of Wednesday, we feel confident that three guys are there. Uh, Dierra King, Mike Harley, and Jalen Phillips, because they talked to the media on Saturday. Of course, they could still test positive uh, or like con- get shut down through contact tracing Thursday, Friday, or, or even Saturday. But um, beyond those three, we really have no idea what this is going to look like. They keep saying that they are more healthy than they've been, but I mean, we have no way to know for sure. has not been like, yeah, we're more healthy than we've been, whatever. He has yeah. not been like the uh, Gary Justice, the offensive line coach, said that they're healthier, uh, and this was on a month this past Monday. month. Yeah. Said, you know, game week said, uh, yeah, we're probably healthier now than we have been in a while, but guess what? They were totally unhealthy. Yeah. yeah the last few games, you know, the offensive line was – falling apart and uh, they almost did not they had yeah I mean it makes sense that the offensive line would be back because you think if guys are out for 14 days like they have done their time so to speak but like who knows like when uh the wide receivers were hit or whatever like I think at this point we assume basically every position group had something like so who knows what other groups are going to be hit hard yeah and and Manny did say he definitely said at the beginning of the week on Monday that they're said there will be players not everyone will be back okay yeah. I, yep. for the game definitely said not that a surprise team. 
And if he knew that on Monday, okay, who knows how many are out. And he did say later in the, man, he did say that, I think maybe Wednesday of this week, that um, that there were, the, the position, excuse me, the position groups were, um, yeah, I don't think it was, it was more, it was more equally spread out maybe. I mean, I, yeah. I, I think, I think what you're saying is absolutely true, that it's a question mark until we see it and that there will be more people that are out, more different people that are out. Um, and, um, and I, I just, you know, I think it depends and, um, thank goodness for the Canes. Um, and let's, you know, let's hope that De'Ara King, yeah. who did on Wednesday, and Jalen Phillips, a star defensive end, and Mike Harley, star receiver. Let's just hope they they keep healthy, and because those are those are three key players, but they're only three, you know. So, yeah. To me, on offense, basically, if you tell me De'Ara King's playing, I feel pretty good about what Miami can piece together. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it should be uh, pretty interesting if you have ACC Network. Yeah. Yeah. That's of course the elephant in the room is. I gotta figure out how I'm gonna watch this game <laughs> this week. Yeah, uh, I just—I actually just got an email. I just got an email from somebody, or a, like a phone call that you get on your email. Yeah. Of a, some guy who lives in in Oregon and said that uh, he's really hoping. Please tell him how he can get the game. He hopes it's not on that ACC network yeah. again. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh. Um, and of course, the other part of that, beyond just the the depth chart, like who's going to be available, um, huh? is Manny said on Wednesday, which is kind of something we had kind of openly wondered about. Um, are, are guys going to be on pitch counts? He said there, yeah, there's going to be guys limited just yep. because you know some guys have been back at practice since mo- Monday, presumably. But I think he said basically every day they've been getting what like five more guys back. So there are going to be some guys playing who have only practiced for like two days. Um, and obviously, even those who practiced all week sat out two weeks. Um, so there's going to be got some guys are you're going to be wondering, like, why is like Mike Harley not playing a lot in this game? It could be because he hasn't practiced in like two. You know, he's had two practices in the last three weeks, basically. Not, I'm not saying that's the case for Mike Harley. That's just an example I'm throwing out there. A hypothetical. I, yeah. You know, the, when when Manny said about we're getting five guys back each day, I didn't you weren't you like uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of guys. Yeah. You know, meaning that the five guys back each day, mean, meaning each day those are five different guys that that tested positive. Yeah. Or, or, or we're contact tracing. Yeah. Or we're contact tracing. Actually, that is true. That didn't mean that. Yeah. That's absolutely true. So you just, but the the point is they still haven't practiced, you know. Yeah, it still means um, on Monday and, practice there are not a lot of guys out there. Yeah, I mean it just depends who the guys are, like we said, and um, and the pitch count. I mean that's nerve wracking too. I mean they're they're gonna they're gonna have a, 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 I guess we should say play count. You know how many plays probably yeah. that they're that they believe coaches believe they're able to play safely. Um, so it just depends how many guys are going to be available and stuff. I mean, even looked. Is there is there a line on this game? Like, how could you feel confident betting on this game? Right? It was like, no, you can't. I think it was like, was it thirteen points? Was it? 
Yeah, it was, that's pretty big considering like we could at seven o'clock find out Miami is missing like ten starters. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was. I mean, I. Uh, I think it was oh, 16 points. Yeah, that's, that's huge. Miami was a sixteen point favorite as of yesterday afternoon. I think I, I've got to check. And um, yeah, that's crazy. Okay, I would. Not that I would ever bet on the games, but I mean, if I'm somebody who bets, I certainly wouldn't bet on that game. Yeah. Not but until I mean, not until an hour before kickoff, when you find out who's <laughs> actually in there. And even then, like we're saying, guys are going to be in pitch counts. Like, what What if... Uh... When do they shut up? I don't even know. Like, when do they stop taking money for these? I don't even know for when you bet. Well, now you, some things you can do in-game betting. We're getting way off track, but you can bet up to the start of the game, basically. Yeah, wait, wait till the inactives come out before you place your bets this week. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, well, you know, we'll see. All I know is I wrote this advance um, for the game, which I really enjoyed, but I didn't. I, I'm feeling a little guilty because I didn't write really anything about Duke except that they're two and seven overall and one and seven in the ACC, yeah. and I don't mean that jokingly. I mean, I just didn't. It was another kind of story, and I. I mean, yeah. one and seven and one and seven. I thought, okay, that sums up. Yeah, I mean, if if Miami loses this game, it's going to be because of Miami and COVID, right? It's going to be a combination. It's going to be either Miami screws it up, or it's going to be um, Miami is really shorthanded because of COVID, or Miami is really sloppy, really out of shape, like out of you know, shape. Yeah. If this exactly. is just a normal game with every team at full strength played in perfect conditions in like the Superdome on a neutral site, Miami would like be a pretty massive favorite, but, and they're still a big favorite, but there's, there's a ton of, there's a lot of ways that Miami could, this is not the right phrase to use, but there's a lot of way Miami could screw this up, right? It's not going to be a matter of Duke being way better than uh, we expect. It's going to be a matter of is Miami, um, really still affected by what has happened for the last three weeks. I, and, you know, that's certainly a strong possibility. And, you know, I, I think you would guess Miami still was able to get through it even, you know, just because of the massive discrepancy in, in talent and clearly how good these teams have been this year. But, you know, the, it's impossible to know what Miami is going to look like on Saturday. True. And, you know, through this pandemic, I think one of the one of the more interesting things Every week, honestly, for me, is to see how teams do mm-hmm. um, it, it, because everything's so different now and so many players are missing and to see what how different the storylines are. You know, I, I, I understand this is a U.M. podcast, but I, it, it kind of goes along with the U.M. situation. Like, uh, I don't know, like, okay, Vanderbilt with, the you know, with Sarah, um, you know. Fuller, who's, who's yeah. The, Still lost forty one nothing, so I wasn't watching very much of it. That's okay. I, I 
was yeah. kind of fun and exciting, and as a woman, I was yeah, yeah, yeah. I was proud of her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it, you, yeah. You've seen stuff similar to that happen all over, right? Like that's obviously kind of the most extreme example. But I remember the first game of the season. I don't remember what team it was, but they didn't have any long snappers, and they just like could not snap on punts. Like, it doesn't oh seem God. like Miami is in a position, based on what Manny is telling us, that you know they're going to be playing guys out of position or playing a ton of walk-ons in the starting lineup. But we don't know. I mean, we yeah. we were really we close know. to seeing walk-on offensive linemen play against Virginia Tech, right? Like, they said yeah, Navon is the sixth work. guy, and the seventh guy was a walk-on. Like, they're willing yeah. to do that as – um, you know, you, as Derek King said yesterday, basically they would quote do anything to play a game at this point, and that means you know there's obviously safety concerns, and they want to have like enough to feel the team, and you have to have a certain amount of offensive linemen as we've touched on in the past, but like you know they they're gonna play, like they want to play. They're I know there Kirk Kirk Herbstreit drummed up some controversy on Tuesday when. Um, you know, he basically suggested there might be some teams out there that like are opting out of games when they're maybe, you know, could, could force it and play shorthanded just because they don't want to get embarrassed or, you know, their seasons are lost. Miami wants to be out there. They are seven and one. They want to finish the season. They, Derek King might only have three more games at Miami or something like that. Like, you know, they're, they're going to play. It might be ugly in stretches. You know, they might start the game off with four straight three and outs, um, but they're going to play this game if, as long as the, they're within the, uh, like, re, uh, the strictures the and ACC allows them to play. Yeah, totally agree. Miami kind of uh, – Miami really has to, after two weeks sitting out, Miami really has to play, you know, so they have no, they have no choice. And I do believe Kirk Herbstreit was right. I mean, it's – kind of obvious but um and i understand the teams also by the way not yeah. why if they think it's dangerous or if they think i mean think about what it does for recruiting yeah, <laughs> yeah. anyway um so what are, what are your expectations for saturday i'm not going to ask you to make a prediction but like what, what are you seeing in your mind you're usually good at predicting things mm. you you have a I, good gut thing is i, I need to st- I, gosh i I need to study Duke, believe uh-huh. it or not. I mean, obviously, I, mean, I need to, like, look more closely about Duke. Yeah. Uh, I probably should have done before the podcast, but I, um, just going by the record, because then I'm going to go and read all about Duke. I, um, I think if, I mean, Derek's there, obviously, and if he has a couple receivers and a couple... <laughs> I think Miami should win this game, no doubt. Miami should win, and I, I, I'm, I can't, I can't be convinced that Miami's going to win big. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't. The thing is, I don't know what shape Duke is in. You know what I yeah, mean? That's Health wise, yeah. If they're, if they're totally healthy and they've been practicing a lot and they're like psyched up because this is one chance they have to really screw things up, mm-hmm. uh, and and look better than they have, um, I don't know. I, I Miami, there's no doubt Miami should win this game. They've yeah. got to. They, yeah, they I, have to. I think they will. I think Miami will win this game. Yeah. Okay? But, I think it's interesting you wrote about, um, 
your your advance for the game, you wrote about the fourth quarter success that Miami's had, and that was uh-huh. something you were playing. I think you wrote it like three weeks ago at this point, basically. But um, it's pretty relevant right now because, um, as we said, and as you mentioned, like if here's an exact quote from your story: if the Hurricanes are rusty at first, they'll need to get muster their mojo in the second half, right? Like that is kind of what we're talking about. This could be ugly at first. I would not be surprised if they're just out of sorts, maybe more penalties than you expect. Um, but Miami has proven so far this year they, they get it together down the stretch. And obviously a factor there is maybe the conditioning hurts you in the fourth quarter in a way that the conditioning has seemed to help Miami in the fourth quarter this year. Um, but, you know, they, they got they, – they you got four quarters to work it out. I think it might be uglier than people expect at first, but just – have some patience. I, the thing that's interesting about this story and why it worked, of course I went in and I had to change things and add things yeah, yeah. and change things up. But the reason this story works is because, well, first of all, they haven't played since then, so all the stats are totally true. There's yeah. very interesting things about Miami in the fourth quarter, but also because of their conditioning level now, um, I'm not, I, you know, I, and we're talking about the, the counts, plays for players and some players won't be able to play and who's going to be missing it and, mm-hmm. and guys that went in Virginia Tech like Jalen Phillips every single play basically and just wore down their opponents which a lot of this is about um, now Manny Diaz said he's not going to know until Saturday uh, what kind of shape they're in so um, you know is it still going to happen or now is are they going to be worn down and I don't know it's all um All right, we are back. Um, College football playoff rankings, we talked about them for the first time last week. Miami opened at number 10. Uh, They did not play this weekend, as you may have heard, so they remain at number 10, Um, which means Miami remains on track to make a New Year's Six Bowl, which at this point, you know, there's still the slim possibility of making the ACC championship. Um, I guess it technically got a little bit slimmer um, this week when – the ACC basically said we're just going to take a nine-game season into account, which meant Notre Dame has already clinched one of the two spots. Um, obviously, like I said, still a slim chance if Clemson slips up and Miami wins out. But um, that New Year's Six, is that's the, like the tangible goal that you say we totally control our own destiny to. If you win the last three, you're probably going to the Orange Bowl. And that's, you know, uh, that is a, a long-term, you know, they, they keep talking about one week at a time. But if you do your one week at a time business, you have a long-term, a meaningful long-term goal to set your sights on right now. Big, big goal. Yeah. I mean, if Manny Diaz can get them back to a New, you know, New Year's Day Bowl, New Year's uh, Six Bowl, excuse me. Um, so I believe it would be January 2nd, not New Year's Day, right? Yeah, that's second. New Year's, New Year's Six, yep. the, the Six Bowl. Uh, that would be huge, and um, uh, especially given, by the way, if you're if you're noting, uh, like every day bowls are falling and, and yeah. canceling. Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking of some of the bowls UM's been in. Yeah, recently. pinstripe were, Sun Bowl, right? Two of two Sun Miami Bowl, signatures. Oh, my favorite Sun Bowl. Oh my God! And then um, and Shreveport uh, Independence Bowl. Oh, they, I didn't see they dropped. They dropped out also. Pretty sure they dropped mm-hmm. out. Um, 
it, it, now you got me nervous, but I'm pretty sure they dropped out. And just a lot of them are dropping yeah. out. Um, but the big ones are still the big ones. Uh, Miami, if they could still get in the Orange Bowl, that, that would be awesome because they'd stay home. It, you know, it would be safer somewhat, I, I think. Uh, the Orange Bowl would love to have them. Yeah. to have their home team because there won't be that many. There will be the same amount of people in the stand, in the uh, yeah, in the stands, and then um, uh, it just it would be perfect. Yeah, I mean, I think home. they would love to set up a like a Miami, Florida Orange Bowl. Basically, I don't know how all the bowl tie-ins are going to work this year. Yeah, I mean, I guess a Big Ten team technically is supposed to go, right? Well, it could be. Well, it could be Big Ten or, or SEC. Yeah. Also, uh, or Notre, well, Notre Dame is going to go to the playoffs probably. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, but they they could go to the Peach Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl in in Atlanta. Um, but I think they're. I think these the major bowl. I, they're going to try as best as they can to, they, they, they are legally bound to certain conferences, but they're going to try to keep teams, I think, as close as they can to home. Yeah. I think that would be a big goal. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's why the Miami, Florida, not even just the rivalry aspect of it, but the, you know, both those teams can drive to the game, <laughs> right? Like if Florida right. really wanted to, they could, they could take a bus down pretty easily. Um, I bet you so. And they could, I mean, they could practice basically at their own facility. Like, if you don't even want to spend the whole week, I don't know what like the rules are, but like theoretically, right. it could be really easy for both teams to just like show up on game day. Because I yeah, can imagine I think, doing the in-person stuff the same way. Yeah. Um, but it, that's not necessarily the point here. Is the point is basically Miami, and after they went six and seven last year, they're playing one of the top. You know, I think about the way we talked about the Heat and how much credit they kind of got for playing, you know, through these unusual circumstances. Obviously, the bubble is a, is a whole different unusual circumstance, but the fact right. that they were able to play through all that and elevate their game to win um, in the playoffs and get to the finals. If Miami can go from 6-7 and seven last year with a loss to, in the Independence Bowl to uh, what they would have to be, I guess, 10-1 and one and get to the Orange Bowl... That's a pretty incre- incredible feat for this team in this oh, in this environment. That's, yeah, that's more than incredible. I I, I personally I think if Miami, uh, I, I I just have a gut. I'm saying it here. Everything I've all by the way, all my guts have gotten gone true. Yeah, you're Remember good. That's why I said true. you're good with your gut usually. Yeah, I I I, I not not this week. I I definitely didn't think there was going to be a game last week. I had a feeling, but um, if if Miami, I just have this feeling they're not going to play that last game. I don't know yeah. why. Don't even ask. I don't have any information on that. I, I just well, yeah. I mean, all it takes is one of these teams to like not even Miami. Like that's what we said with Wake last week. We recorded before the cancellation. What we right. talked about last week was not necessarily that we think it. Just, they're not going to play that game because Miami's going to be in trouble, but you got to always take into account there's two parties has, with an yeah, X percent chance. Yeah. So, but, I, but I just have this feeling, I don't know why, that they're not never going to end up playing, that the 
Yeah, well, all it takes is a Georgia Tech team that has nothing to play for to like be like, yeah. eh, we're fine. And Miami, they, I'm sure they would love to play, as we mentioned. Like a lot of these guys are playing, you know, want to just get film. They want to play together. A lot of these guys right. are just here for one year. But Miami ultimately, like, if they don't play that, if they're nine and one with a win against UNC next week, um, and that Georgia Tech game gets canceled, like, I think they'll be like, fine, whatever. Like, we've we've done our lose. we've done our thing. They have a lot to lose to play that game. Personally, yeah, I, actually, I, yeah, I they do. Yeah, so I, I think if they beat North Carolina, that's a big game after this after this game um, against Duke, uh, which is home. Uh, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but yeah. it, now if they lose, seriously, even if Miami they're seven and one, let's say they beat Duke and they're eight and one, um, and let's say they lose to, uh, let's just say they lose to North Carolina, okay? Yeah. And then they're eight and two. Um, like I feel if they if they end the season eight and two. <laughs> it's still a big improvement. Yeah, and, then they could and honestly, they still have a chance to potentially get in the Orange Bowl at eight and two, because doesn't I mean UNC I, also has two losses. Also, they have the head to head against Miami, but you know, it's, there's no like guarantee to the team. There's no guarantee, second. especially yeah. what we're saying. If if for some reason UNC can get into a whatever, and the I don't know, they, yeah. there's all kinds of things you have to be a certain amount close in games for the bowls to pick you yeah. over the, whatever. But, you know, our, we have to see what happens then. But um, if, if you – UM, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but UM needs to win their bowl game, by the way. I just – they really need to win their bowl game. I haven't won a bowl game in, like, how many years is it now? 15? 16? Was it when they beat Virginia? Was it West Virginia? It was the one in Orlando. Yeah, against West Virginia, right? That I was think like it was 15, that was, yeah. sixteen. That was the last time they won, and they hadn't won like ten years before. Yeah, they've won days. one in the last like fifteen years, basically. Yeah, something like that, right? Yeah, exactly. They they need to win a bowl game because <laughs> my God, that's remember Manny talked about the bridge. To the, yeah, they seriously. Need a bowl game, no matter what, because even if they lose another game and they ended up eight and two, and then win a bowl game nine and two, that's a, to that's me that's yeah. a really good season. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, considering but everything. Somehow, yeah. though, if they lose a couple more games, yikes. Which is possible. And that's why I'm, the mantra, the cliche, very cliche mantra, but the true mantra is the one game at a time that Miami keeps talking about. And honestly, that's almost even more important this year because, like, how can you plan on, you know, the, oh, we need to beat UNC when you have no idea that UNC game's going to, like, even happen? All you have, all that's guaranteed is the thing in front of you right now. And I think the players understand that now, yeah. David. I really, honestly... Oh, if they didn't understand it before, they have to understand it now. And they understand. I I really think that they're, you know, every game now, they're so excited to yeah. play this game. They really are excited, like little kids. They're yeah. excited to play this game, which, by the way, that is a good sign. Yeah, well, it's like the beginning of the season all over again, right? I mean, it's something Manny has yeah. talked about is, you know, in July... Nothing was guaranteed, and then you finally get to that UAB game, and it's like, oh my god, this is actually happening. Yep. And then you know, and then you kind of settle, like, started to feel not like a normal season, but you know, you were playing a game every week, you had your bye week, you practiced like normal, um, and then you know, now the last two weeks, 
uh, not just in Miami, but I think in the whole country, have been a reminder that we are in far from normal times. And Definitely. just getting to play a game is um, is a big deal. Um, the yep. Notre Dame thing, do you care at all about that? I don't care. The, Notre Dame was going to make the ACC championship. They were not going to lose. Well, Twice, yeah, I mean, right? I, they had to lose twice. Yeah, like, I, I understand. The ACC wants Notre Dame in the, in the playoffs. I understand. Uh, you know, they don't have any losses. They're, they're good. They're good, too. And um, and here's the thing. For Miami, Miami can still, as we talk now, can still get into the title game very, very, right. very. They need to yeah. win, and they need Clemson to lose. Miami needs to yeah. win their last two and need right. Clemson to lose one more time. Or their last Whatever it is, Miami has to keep winning, and Clemson has to lose the one game against um, uh, not Syracuse. Who's Clemson playing? Virginia Tech. Yeah. Clemson's at Virginia Tech. So, um, okay, so for that to happen, which is going to be like very difficult, but think about it. What would you say is tougher? It had had the ACC not intervened and said, okay. The, uh, Notre Dame has clinched a spot in the ACC championship game had, had the ACC not done that. But then Miami could have gotten into the ACC title game if Notre Dame lost its last two games yeah. to Syracuse and whoever else they're playing, and Miami won both. Yeah. As well as the Clemson scenario. Where yeah, Clemson it just created both. one more very small path for Miami. That was Yeah, but like smaller than the Clemson yeah, yeah, path. Yeah, yeah. The, the, best pa- the most likely path was always this Notre Dame team, which is not good, but not horrible, upsetting Clemson. Wait a second. Did you just say the Notre Dame team was not good? No, I meant to say Virginia Tech. Sorry. Virginia Tech team, which is not good, but not horrible, upsetting Clemson was always the more likely thing to happen than Notre Dame losing to a terrible Syracuse team. And, and another team, and two games. Yeah, I don't even remember what the third game, the last game was. They canceled it, so I, I can't even look it up right now easily. Oh, yeah. um, was it Wake? That I don't know. sounds right. It doesn't I, matter. But, yeah, this is. I, there was a Florida State game that they didn't reschedule for Clemson. Yeah. Yep. Notre Dame, I'm sure. I, anyway, yeah. I, I yeah, agree. I, I, think I don't worry about it. In a bigger deal about that because it sounded like a sexy story, but yeah. uh, either way, Miami's just got to win. That's that's the path, yeah. right? If you win it, you win out. You go to the Orange Bowl and maybe you go to the ACC championship, and maybe you somehow go to the national, the college football playoff. But probably great. you win out and you're going to the Orange Bowl. That's that's the, that's the long term goal. It is still a possibility for Miami to make the playoff. I know, it is, like, unbelievable. If they I, win I out, if Clemson loses fun. once, and then they beat Notre Dame in the ACC championship game, yeah, they'd be in the playoff. Oh, my Lord. Okay. All right, before <laughs> we get too, uh, too, way too far ahead of ourselves, let's wrap things up. Um, okay. I don't know, you got anything else? Signing day is uh, coming up. Like, really sneaking up on us, National Signing Day. National Signing Day, your favorite. Yeah, it's going to be busy. Because it's in the middle of a game week, too. Potentially, as we said. It's that week of the Georgia Tech game. Weird situation. 
it has been in, in game weeks also, for sure. It's been bowl weeks sometimes. Oh, because it's late. You're yeah. right. Signing yeah. day is a little early this year just because if I think of how Christmas falls, it's a little earlier than usual. Um, and then obviously yeah, the I, season is running later than usual because of... And I meant it's running later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, signing day. I mean, that's always um, like very exciting that day, right? And Miami has a good class. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've got two five stars for the first time since like 2005 or something like that, so... Yeah, they just have to hope that their five stars actually pan out. Yeah, that's always been the challenge. But sometimes, I mean, as I said, getting five stars has been the challenge too. So, right, they got right, some good right, ones. Right. Yeah, so that's kind of cool that that's coming up. And I guess we'll I, do we'll know, do a preview of that next week. We'll we'll talk more about that next week. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk more about that. I just and we'll talk about the bowl stuff because I think that's very interesting now because if Miami doesn't get in a it doesn't get in one of the big bowls, what happens? Yeah. So we can, can talk about that. Yeah, as I, we've said it a couple times on here. I'd love to see just like some makeshift bowls, basically. Like Miami plays UCF or something. You know, like oh. if, if there's no bowl for them to play in, like if they just cancel yeah, all the bowls I, that aren't New Year's Six, I would love to see the NCAA like allow teams to schedule one more game and Miami could oh. play UCF oh. at... Inter Miami Stadium or something. Hey, hey, God forbid Miami loses that game. Can you imagine? I know, I know. <laughs> Maybe they get the FIU rematch. Uh, FIU's terrible this year, so I don't think they're going to be bowl eligible. My God. Whatever yeah. that means in, in 2020. All right, uh, let's finish up there. Uh, you can follow Susan on Twitter at SMillerDegnan. You can follow me on Twitter at DBWilson2. Um, excited to finally cover a Miami football game again. It feels it, it's been a long time. It feels like a long time. Yep, I I'm I'm pretty psyched too. Yeah. All right. Thanks as always for listening, and uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Take care, everyone.